For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Today, we continue our international tour of ATA Nation. Let's get started. Sir, I will live with perseverance in the spirit of Taekwondo. Courtesy for fellow students. Integrity within myself. And to become a black belt leader. Welcome to the ATA Nation podcast. Welcome back, ATA Nation. This is episode number 94 of the ATA Nation podcast. Uh, my name is Senior Master Zach Hayden. I am your host for this uh, broadcast today. We are uh, super excited to be back with you. I just dropped two awesome digital trading cards to uh, people who have our um, kind of our Insiders Members Club card. Uh, so if you want to get one of those, you got to go over and get one of our ambassador cards. Or, uh, they're over at atama.ninja slash uncut. Um, and each episode, I drop out um, a new card featuring the guest that we had on the uh, current episode. So anyways, I was a little behind. I just dropped those. Um, we've got some other ones coming. Um, Chief Master Skiles' card is going to get dropped soon. And then um, our guest for today, which I think we need to get right to. Uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, we had uh, Senior Master Cabrera on talking about the Pan-American Games. And uh, I wanted to get some input on how ATA Nation is doing in Europe. And so I reached out to Master Tenger uh, about um, his operation in Portugal. And this was just a really fun interview, really neat to connect with our um, ATA Nation friends all over the globe. So uh, let's get right to it. Special guest interview. ATA Nation, we're super excited to be back with you today with uh, Master Tenger from uh, Portugal, um, another uh, international guest that we're having today. I'm super excited about this. How are you doing today, sir? Hi, sir. Very well, and it's really, really good and an honor to be on the ATA Nation podcast. Well, you know what? We we did an interview uh, a couple weeks ago about the... Um, Pan American Championships, and I was like, you know what, we got to hit some Europe, guys. We got to talk about what's going on over there in Europe. So um, before we talk about how ATA is going over in Europe, and I know you guys are are doing amazing things over there, um, I'd love to hear a little bit about your backstory. I know I I saw an article somewhere at one point about you know you had this lawyer corporate job or something, and then we're like, hey, I want to just kick people. So uh, give us a little background. Well, that's that's exactly it, you know. So I I started, well, I started actually my my longer background is even a bit crazier in the sense that you know. So my father is a diplomat, so I kind of traveled the world when I was really young, uh, throughout my life, and I landed eventually in Portugal. And because I was feeling uh, so, uh, you know, uh, like not not really adjusted for having traveled so much. 
uh, I started training martial arts and it was where I found uh, my my happy place in a way, you know, but eventually, you know, you get to that age where you need to go to, to university and uh, being an instructor, a professional instructor at the time was definitely not a possibility because it didn't exist over here. Uh, so there were no references. So I went to study law uh, and uh, eventually started also became a lawyer. But while I was studying law and while I was being a lawyer, I always uh, taught classes after work. So I was teaching martial arts after that. And and uh, one day it was in the law firm I was working at, which is Abreu Dugaj here in Lisbon, uh, sponsored my trip over to Little Rock, Arkansas. <laughs> and that was the first time I went to world championships. And that was in 2008. And it was then that I, you know, looked around and never came back, you know, in a way. So I came back to Portugal, but never came back really to law. So that's when I decided, you know, I need to do this for my life. This is something I really love. This is where I feel, you know, 100% myself. And I saw so many people from around the world. And we were talking about the Pan Am. And I saw all the South Americans, all the Americans. I was like, ah, come on. You know, if this can work in all these countries, I'm sure I can make it work in Portugal. and. And so that's when I, I, you know, it took me a year to, to really take the step because, I, you know, you need some preparation. Not that I had a lot of preparation, but it took a year to, to do that step and eventually open the first school uh, in Portugal. Wow. Uh, I'm sure your, your law firm was really pleased that they sponsored your trip that yeah. then <laughs> came to you leaving the job. <laughs> no, they were. They were. Actually, actually you know, it, it's one of their... Um, and I have great relationship with them, and and I go there often, and uh, and I and they asked me even today they asked me to go talk with their trainees to show that you know their culture is not all about because they're not very you know very uh, traditional law firms uh, they're very progressive a bit like us as well but and so in a way in the sense that they they like to try new things and and have new angles on things so. I'm actually a good example of their own culture. So they, they're very proud that I, I followed my steps uh, to do something that I love, actually. So it's, it's pretty cool. I'm happy with that because if I had left with them being angry, it would not have been such a powerful experience. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, um, so you, you said that like in, in Portugal, there was, uh, are, are there professional martial arts schools? Is that something, uh, that, that exists there? Um, you know, you said it was something that there wasn't much of an example for before. Um, but is that, is it just a smaller, um, niche? Um, kind of what's the martial arts, uh, environment there? Well, uh, when I opened the school, it didn't exist. So what happened was that you had all, you have a lot of martial arts happening around. You have, you know, the karate, the judo, the, even the, the taekwondo, the Olympic style. You had some, but everybody was an amateur. So everybody would work after, after their own uh, full-time job and they would teach. So there was no real full-time operation or instructors that were professionally, you know, teaching like, like we do. And especially with this offer of, you know, kids uh, through adults, that didn't exist. So when when I opened the first school, it was really literally the first martial arts school in wow. in Portugal, and 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 my you know and to be honest, I, I even I had never been in a martial arts school before I opened my own. So it was more about you know seeing 
what I could see in the U.S. What you what you did, um, and also going to a couple of seminars at World Championships uh, where I heard, um, you know, I remember very well Chief Master von Schmeling speaking at the time, which was somebody I had very high in reference because he had a multiple school operation. Uh, you know, I was like, mm-hmm. always heard of him, you know, and I heard some of his seminars. I heard other uh, seniors in the ATA talking about how they plan their schools. And I got, got back and I said, okay, so this is pretty much how you open schedule and how you run a school. So let's try that. <laughs> and that's pretty much the framework I, I had. Uh, and that's when I opened the first one. Then two years later, Master Amaral and Master Monteiro, uh, good friends of mine, and we tested for Black Belt together and you know uh, had our journey and became masters together. Um, they opened their own school. So we started working side by side a lot, uh, helping each other, and eventually merged into one school. And we opened, you know, more schools. We have now six schools, uh, but also other school owners, have, you know, fo- followed the example. You know, Mr. Vermeulud or Master Candidate Vermeulud now opened his school. Uh, Mr. Casimiro, uh, Master Candidate Casimiro opened his school. Ms. Rocha opened her school. Mr. Fred opened his school. Now suddenly we have uh, here in Portugal, uh, I think we have around 12 over professional uh, schools and funny enough other martial artists uh, or other like a boxing well, a boxing instructor that worked me in w- work with me in the early years opened his uh, boxing school a kickboxing guy very good guy here also you know was a good friend and he opened his school because so people started seeing that it was uh, possible to open martial arts schools or commercial schools but the business side, the business side is still very underdeveloped in Europe. Very underdeveloped in Europe. Wow, so we have well, a lot uh, to grow. I was, I was going to ask if if uh, your guys' example has has uh, fostered this, and it sounds like it has. Um, it's like the one minute, or it's it's like the what was it, the five minute mile, or whatever the mile was. Once somebody exactly. sees it can be done, everybody's <laughs> yeah. like, "Wait, we can do this! I want to do yeah. it." Yes, yes, that happened a lot, you know. And then also, you know, you had the Master Busk in Barcelona. Uh, she had already, I didn't, I, we, we hadn't met before, so I opened my school. But then we met like a couple of years later and she had already a school in Barcelona. Uh, so she works professionally very well as well. And the ATA basically, you know, we have, um, you know, here in Portugal, we have Master Busk in, in Barcelona area in Spain. You have Mr. Ohms in the Netherlands, who's, who's who started with me. Um, then you have in Sweden, they have a, a club there. Then obviously Chief Master Schreiber uh, joined this. You know, he came from the, the, the U.S. and he opened his, started with a club, you know, and he restarted everything, a really cool story. And now he has a full-time school that's going really well for him. Mr. McCulloch in Scotland. Um, and, no, and so we have some, you have already have an ATA very interesting community over here, but overall in Europe, the industry is nothing compared with what you have in the U.S. and even in with South America. So we're still we still have a long way to go, which is also, if we look at it, can be a very very good opportunity. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like you have had um, really uh, good success there, which kind of you know, makes, it makes Europe kind of seem like the, you know, like the, the new land to, to go in and be able to do some, some things there. Um, how did you get hooked in with the, the ATA specifically? Um, 
and, and how has that helped you, um, you know, branch out? Obviously now um, there's a focus in, in Europe with, with Chief Master Schreiber over there and some other mm-hmm. things. So how did you get uh, started in ATA? So when I started, I started uh, with uh, now Master Reyes. Master Reyes came from South America. He actually trained with uh, in the same club than Chief Master Andrade from Brazil. They were training, uh, they were in the same class. I mean, Master Reyes is a bit older and he was a little bit uh, higher rank, but, but you know, uh, I think a few belts higher rank. And so therefore, he's from that generation. And mm. when he became a black belt, uh, he decided to move to Portugal and start his life here. And he found out that the thing that he liked the most doing was teaching, uh, you know, Taekwondo. So he started a club and then eventually, you know, he started in Lisbon and where I started was in Cascais, which is a very, it's, you know, 20 miles away. So I started with, with then Mr. Ray's and, and, and it was a very different system even at the time, because I did karate, I did judo, I did other martial arts. And when I went, you know, when I was smaller, but when I went to Mr. Ray's school or club at the time, you know, I felt this environment, you know, and this environment is so different, you know, where people are respected and it's a good atmosphere. And, you know, I was uplifting and they knew my name, you know, I was <laughs> like, wow, this is really nice. Small details that we know are from the instruction points and all of that, but make it so special. And I said, well, I feel really, I feel really good here. So I came back and when I came back, you know, uh, he knew my name, still knew my name. It was like, oh, wow, this is so different. And I just got captivated by the whole ATA uh, history, story, the belts, the philosophies, the narrative around it, you know, and this to say that that was very important because it was not about the punching and the kicking. It was about the transformational aspect of, of, of the of the process of the of learning, you know, and and once you go through it, like many of us, you feel like you want to give it back. So it was very important to be with, you know, to be the, the fact that it was an ATA origin uh, that was was the, the, the narrative, the philosophy that made me want to do this for my life. You know, and so that's very important. And and I'm assuming, um, you know, as an ATA guy, you know, my whole life, uh, my guess is it would have been uh, more difficult for you to go, hey, uh, let's do this full time in a country that's never done this full time. If you didn't have something like the ATA where you came to world championships and there's, you know, all these school owners who are like doing this, you know, full time and, and, you know, making a career out of it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't even bridge it to that side, but definitely if you go further a few years and you see the whole structure that you have behind uh, and, you know, 20, 15 years ago when I opened the school, you know, you already had a lot of structures in place uh, with the instruction course, which is really much more advanced than anything else in, in the martial arts uh, industry, if you want to say that. Uh, and the whole structure behind it, the world championships, definitely that helps you give you know, the confidence that you're, you, you belong to something much greater than you're just your little club or your little school, the other side of the ocean. So that really gave me confidence to, to move forward. And even looking now, one thing I really appreciate with, with everything that the ATA has been doing, and we keep on doing, all of us even together, 
is this um, this 15 years later, you even have more material. We even have so many more specificities on the programs, on marketing, on, you know, so many things that help us uh, run better schools and, and create a better community. So definitely that's super important. Well, and you guys uh, have probably been one of the, you know, I know a lot of our uh, people across the, the globe, um, though obviously COVID was a horrible thing, um, you know, Zoom and doing classes with headquarters, you know, doing seminars and stuff with headquarters. Um, you know, now we enjoy in the U.S. too, but being able to connect more often, uh, I'm sure has been a benefit as well. For sure. For sure. I think one of the good things, one of the upsides of Zoom of, of COVID was definitely we found out that we're not that far away. And it was kind of, we all thought, I think we all thought the same. It was like, why don't we train more together? You know, it's like, is this it's that easy? And so it, it kind of brought us up together. It brought, brought us together for sure. Absolutely. And and even one of the things that I remember, and I remember dearly from the, the COVID era was, you know, the, the trainings we had with so many seniors from the ATA, just, you know, sharing the love. You know, let's come on, let's zoom in and we get the students together from all over. That was very special. That was very special. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, and now, so, uh, yeah. go ahead. Go no, ahead. sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Just to say, even now, like things like this, you know, this is um, something so important that uh, we are really, you know, when, when, when I started, I opened the school 15 years ago, it was clearly... Uh, you know, ATA was mostly U.S. focused by obvious reasons, you know, and then you had some South America, but mostly U.S. And, you know, I really, really uh, appreciate the efforts on making this ATA nation uh, concept and reality, you know, of us being all wherever we are, we are the same nation. And that's so, so important. And it's so important. And just wanted to share with everybody you know, in the U.S. and everything, it's so important for us overseas to feel that, that we're a part of the community because we feel like we are. And it's really, really important to have these these moments with you all. Yes, sir. I, I, I agree. I think, um, you know, where we've come kind of post-COVID, um, learning that the world is much smaller, you know, we can connect more easily. Um, uh, I think uh, being able to interact and and you know like you said ATA has worked really hard uh in the last couple of years at um you know South America really bringing that together um you know Europe with uh Master Schreiber uh, Chief Master Schreiber moving over there and helping connect and everything what do you see uh you know as the future uh you know let's next 5 10 years um in Europe um for ATA nation just uh you know what are you what would you like to see well, I, w- I would definitely like to continue, you know, opening. I, I feel a momentum uh, happening. Uh, there are more and more professionals. So I, I believe we will, you know, the, the growth has been a bit slow if we want to think about it because we're the first professionals uh, going on the field. And there are some nuance, nuances to the product. You know, it's some things that we need to understand. Europe is you know, a lot of countries together, each one is very specific, very different language, very everything. So, but slowly, you know, as you have a bit more professionals, I believe that, you know, growth starts to be more exponential because each school will produce one more instructor. And the more schools you have, suddenly will duplicate, triplicate. So what I would like to see for sure is for once me 
in my schools, we continue growing to set the example and to set the bar as high as we can and probably go to other countries if we can, but also see, you know, that uh, set the motion for other schools to start operating also in open multi-school operations as well. And, and hopefully inspire people uh, not only to grow from Europe, you know, inside, but also attract maybe instructors from, you know, America, South America that want to move to Europe and that see that this can also be the new Eldorado of <laughs> Taekwondo, um, you know, but actually they can see opportunities and, and grow like that. And also if we can inspire other martial artists from that are already operating here to join us. So we have mm-hmm. all these, these these three streams, right, that we would like to grow. But mostly, if I want to cut it short, is I really want to see our operation as a whole, as the ATA, um, grow, open more professional schools. And and one thing I, I, I think is important as well is that we open, because each school has their own personality, right? If, if you look at that, like uh, each brand has their own vibe to it and that's really important because it creates a diverse ecosystem uh where you have different types of schools operating and what under one big ata nation culture so that's really what i hope happens in the future yeah well i'm super excited um to just continue to see what's going on there in europe um you know after we we talked about the pan am championships i was like hey when my kids are a little older i'm i'm heading to that well European championships. One of these days, my family is going to come out there then too. Um, yeah. uh, it, this this growth of ATA Nation just makes it so we can all travel uh, cooler places. Yes, and I hope we can. You know, we I was supposed to go to Pan Am this year, and then for some specific reasons, I couldn't make it. So it's something I promised Chief Matra Andrade, and I promised the South American community I will go next year. You know, it's something I really want to commit to. Because of that, I think we really need to connect uh, at all levels. Here in, in, in Europe, um, you know, we're, we're trying also to bring, uh, you know, many, you know, seniors uh, and not, not only seniors specifically, but very good trainers from, from, from all over the world to create that community. Our European camp uh, is, it will be from the 26th to the 28th of April. Uh, so if anybody wants to come over, please do. It's a tournament. It's not big like the Pan Am, but it still counts for points. Uh, it's an A-class tournament. Uh, it could be a good time to come over with the family and just compete and be part of this family as well. Uh, and so, yes, I think really, it's really, really important that we keep on creating these bridges. So people see like, you know, might as well go to that tournament there or well, just take the plane the other side and, Go to Lisbon and compete there. Why not? Yes, sir. I mean, I, it's a business expense to go, you know, to a, a great location <laughs> and hang out. Um, I, you know what? We'll we'll have to have you on, um, uh, you know, early next year to talk about the European camp and the the tournament stuff. Um, you know, get some more information to people about that because I agree. I think it. You know, we we are seeing more people from the U.S. Uh, head to the um, Pan American Championships. Um, I would love to see that as well um, on the European side. And uh, you know, I I don't know if it was just the way it felt to me this year, but World Championships this year, I felt like there were even more international people than we've ever had before. I don't know if that was true numbers wise, but it just felt that way. And I and I love that. I mean, it's it just getting to see AT Nation as a whole. 
Look, we, we brought from Portugal our large, largest uh, group ever. So I think Brazil as well. So it's, it's, it is probably, but also uh, I have to say that the organization uh, of the World Championships did indeed make it also special for the foreign contingencies to, you know, to be represented, you know, the flags with uh, you mm. know, the parade. That also makes it, you know, very special. And again, it's these details that when you're from, you know, overseas, you feel like, okay, this is really good. Uh, so, so I think that also created a very special energy to it. Um, and again, the more we do the, these types of uh, traveling around, um, the more also the more competitive uh, our teams come. So even from the U.S. or South America want to come to Europe, you know, and you're coming here, you're also setting an example of what the level of competition is outside right so it really helps us also grow and because of that you know we had like senior, senior master isaacs uh, come over for the past two years and because of his influence and going to worlds and everything this year we had our you know we had one of our uh, young adults become world champion in sparring which was a huge thing here huge impact oh, yes know? sir um so these things are, are really important in the future of, of, of europe and of the ata in general that's awesome. Well, sir, I uh, greatly appreciate your time today. It is awesome to connect with um, more people in AT Nation all across the nations. Um, so thank you very much. Any uh, last words for uh, our audience today? Well, I just wanted to say thank you again for having me over. And uh, just wanted to say to the audience that the ATA Nation is a true thing. We are all connected no matter where we come from. We are all uh, connected with the same the same story through the same experiences. And the more we share that, the stronger we'll be. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Listener Feedback. Well, ATN Nation, uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I thought it was super cool to hear from our friends over in Europe. Um, you know, what a, a, a great community we have. What a great uh, ATA Nation, as we say. Um, so, super cool. Now, speaking of ATA Nation, I would love to uh, hear from you guys out there in ATA Nation. Reach out on uh, um, Instagram. Send us a DM. See, let us know who you'd like to hear from. Um, if you follow us on Instagram, uh, you know, one of our, our good friends of the show is uh, Grandmaster Caruso. And we've got an interview with him next week. Um, what other interviews would you like to see as we get close to uh, episode 100 of the ATA Nation podcast? Pretty excited. We've got a lot of great things in store, but uh, we want your input. What would you love to hear? Who would you love to hear from? Um, you know, we'd like to know. Inquiring minds like to know. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to take care of our episode for today. Uh, make sure that you are out there taking action. Thanks for listening to another episode of the ATA Nation Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and share with your ATA family. Secret part. Hey, guys. Uh, next up week, we've got our episode with Grandmaster Caruso. Uh, we're talking all about self-defense in that episode. And then... Um, 
We'll see. We've got, uh, you know, Pittsburgh is coming up real soon, so we might take a quick little break. We're going to get to uh, episode 100 before our end of the year break. Um, but uh, I'd love to hear who you want on the show. Who would you love to hear? Um, I've got some thoughts, some ideas, but uh, I want to hear from you guys. So shoot me a message. Take care. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.